You are now listening to This and That, a podcast collaboration about some of everything that's anything with your hosts, David and Brenda. And now, let's get to talking about this and that. Hi, everybody. This is Brenda. And this is David. And we are your hosts of a new podcast called This and That. So, um, hello to everybody out there that's listening in. Yes, episode two of the podcast. It is February 2nd, 2019, Groundhog's Day. Uh, speaking of Groundhog's Day, um, what was the, um, the outcome? What's the prediction for weather? Depends which groundhog or rodent that you listen to. Okay, so let's think about or go after the most famous, which is um, Puxatani Phil, I think. Well, yeah, Puxatani Phil, that's the one everybody knows. All right, so what did he say? Uh, Puxatani Phil couldn't find its shadow, his shadow, whatever. So that allegedly, supposedly means that there will be an early spring, if you believe these things. Now... Phil's not that good at this. Uh, Phil stinks at predictions. Yeah, so how many times has he been right? I don't know how many times he's been right. I just know that usually he predicts that there'll be winter. Uh, it's like 100 and some odd times. It's been winter. 18, this is the only the 18th time Phil has predicted there'll be an early spring. And even with that, his prediction level stinks. I don't have that number handy, uh, but let's just say if Phil were an NFL or NBA or even college coach, um, would have been bounced a long time ago. Yeah, well, speaking of bouncing Phil, um, there are a lot of other um, rodent prognosticators that are out there, so... Right, like who are some, uh, of the, some who are some of the other more known topics or known uh, prognosticators? Well, I mean, there's there's um, Millhouse Mel in New Jersey. I think Millhouse Millhouse Mel disagrees with with uh, Phil. There's our own in Ohio, Buckeye Chuck, who agrees with Phil this time for what it's worth. Uh, there's General Beauregard Lee in the South, who's predict who, who only predicts for the Southeast, I believe and is predicting down in Atlanta that they will have six more weeks of winter. You have um, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy the, uh, the Jimmy the Groundhog, I believe. Yeah, Jimmy the Groundhog. Yeah, Jimmy the Groundhog up in Wisconsin, who uh, I didn't know existed till I think it was last year, or very recently bit the, the face of the, the mayor of uh, Sun Prairie, Wisconsin, where where Jimmy the Groundhog resides, and that's like, oh, didn't know they had... Would have thought they would have had um, a badger. Yeah, I would have thought they would have had a badger, given the, um, the legend of how this all came about. Well, you're jumping ahead here. Okay, and well... Spoiling it for I'm me. I'm jumping ahead, so let me jump ahead. Spoiling it for me. But anyway, um, Groundhog's Day, where does it come from? It comes from Europe and the Germans. This is... February 2nd is a Candlemas Christian holiday in, in holiday in quotes in Europe, which is taken from another pagan holiday, but that's another 
that's another whole other story. And they started the whole Groundhogs thing. But it started with badgers. And it was if the legend was if the badger came out of its uh, hole and it saw a sunny day, then that would mean uh, there would be four more weeks, not six, but four more weeks of winter. Now, the German immigrants in Pennsylvania, they couldn't find a badger. So they're like, hey, there's this groundhog thing that'll have to do, which may explain why the whole thing is so terrible. Because if there was anything to the legend, then substituting your, you know, large land rodents for the legend just doesn't cut it. Usually those kind of substitutions don't work. Well, you would think, according to the legend, it's all about the badger seeing his or her shadow. You would think that in Wisconsin, because the University of Wisconsin mascot is a badger, that's what they would be using. Well, you would think that except for the fact that this is done by Sun Prairie. And just like Punxsutawney Phil, I mean, this is, it's tourist trap. I mean, they just want people's money. They don't really care. Yeah, that's probably that's what, what it all it's comes about. Down well, to. you go to the website. Don't take my word for it. And you can see it's all about tourism. And I'm not mad at them for it, but that's, that's what it's about. Now, these other folks like Beauregard and everything else, I couldn't, I don't know what they're trying to do. All right. Well, you better be careful or Buckeye Chuck is going to be talking about you. Well, well, Buckeye Chuck can tweet away all he wants to about this. Yeah. I'm just calling it out. The, all of the rodents predicting have terrible, terrible numbers. And in fact, the only animal I know that was great at predicting was, uh, wasn't, wasn't the name Paula? It was the octopus during the uh, the World Cup. Yeah, but I'm not was, sure if the name was Paul. I'm not sure it was Paul. But, but the octopus was perfect. And, of course, unfortunately, the octopus died. Right. But um, that means that the perfect streak stays alive. And that was the best predicting animal that was out there. Yeah, now, speaking of um, uh, these giant rodents predicting the weather, how come they're all male? Well, is are it, they male? Is, is there a female? I've never heard <laughs> of a female uh, groundhog. What's up with that? Well, may, who knows? There might be one. But let's get... How, how deep do we want to predict this? No, we don't want to go that deep. I mean, I know... I just want to put it out there that um, these groundhogs are being sexist by not having a female out there. And for those listening... If you are in a state that has a female groundhog prognosticator... Or other type of rodent predicting the weather... Please email us at... This and that, this, the letter N, that, at sign, aboutgreatercincinnati.com. And let us know, because I am very curious about this. I mean, because again, all these guys are the groundhog prognosticators... And they stink at this. Well, you have to, if, if you want to go deep with this, the, and let's just pick on Phil, because they have the most complete process. The Phil is maintained by this group, the Inner Circle, and the Inner Circle claim to be able somehow, and I don't remember exactly how, to understand Groundhog East. Because Phil whispers to them in, you know, a riddle or a poem or whatever, what the weather's going to be. So Phil actually tells them. Because all the other ones, how do you know? 
It saw its shadow. How do you know? Did it tell you or not? Well, the inner circle would say, yes, Phil told them. Guess what? Phil ain't telling them <laughs> That's why I said, how deep do you want to so, go with this? <laughs> I am not going any deeper than what we have done because as long as, as far as I know, there is no groundhog language. Maybe I'm wrong because I don't speak groundhog. Know? I said, maybe I'm wrong. Because I don't speak groundhog, but let's be for real, okay? Well, for for those who, who know us, you know, for a time, we had a groundhog visitor that would visit us in the summer, uh, late summer and spring. Uh, and may, maybe still does, and we just haven't um, seen it because we've got better things to do with our lives. Um, groundhog named Murray, after Bill Murray from Groundhog's Day. We're real original. And... How do you know Murray didn't know Groundhoggies? How do you know? It seemed like Murray was trying to communicate with us every now and again. Yeah, well, that was Murray. He, he was special. He staring at us through the, the window. And... He was special. <laughs> and I'm going to leave it at that. And that's going to take me into our next topic, which is I am glad that um, Phil was not predicting the recent weather because of the whole polar vortex um, that was going on in 85% of the United States. Can you imagine if um, the predictions didn't even prepare people for this um, cold Arctic blast? What a mess that would have been. Well, it, it was a mess anyway. People just... Uh... I think we, we were spoiled by the last few few winters, and this polar vortex every now and again comes along and does its thing. Glad it's gone. Don't want to see it again for a while. Yeah, wasn't it like 36 hours of um, dealing with these Arctic cold blasts, where in some places the weather was like, um, the temperature was like 52 below? That's pretty cold. I I think the I think the um the coldest was like minus uh sixty something as I recall. Yeah, so it no was... so no wonder why um schools were closed, um a couple of businesses might have shut down and um uh, several stopped. Which which was the US Postal Service. Well that's the crazy thing. I the two of us don't remember ever. Uh, nope. Ever the postal service not delivering the mail. I mean, what was that um, commercial? Neither rain nor sleet, sleet, snow or hail. Yeah, it's blah blah blah. Well, I guess with Arctic blast. Hey, hey the polar vortex killed it. I guess, or we're just we're just all soft, wimpy, gushy Americans now. I guess I don't know, but they were there at the the post office. They just didn't come out and deliver the mail because they're most. There are lots of carriers that walk around, and there are other carriers that are in these open-air vehicles or quasi-open-air vehicles, and they just didn't want folks to end up getting getting killed, uh, which is really crazy because I don't remember a time that happened. And there were lots of different states. Down here in southwest Ohio, we were impacted. I called the post office because I didn't see their zip code prefix there and and the woman at the post office said, oh, as far as I know, they're delivering the mail, but there could be updates. Looked at the website, never added it. Talked to Brendan, said, they're not coming out. There's just no way. And, of course, they, they did not. Because it, <laughs> it was cold. 
You know it's cold when you open the door and you can see the temperature contrast just shimmering at you. Like uh, you're it, it was cold. like you're in the, the Star Trek transporter. That's how cold it is. So I I don't blame them. It was cold. Um, it was so cold. Even I did not go out. So, like I said, I don't blame them at all. Well, you could do interesting science experiments. A lot of people you've seen the videos where they had the hot water. They got water out and threw it and it made snow. The other thing is it was so cold in certain parts of the country that. Um, pure alcohol or drinkable alcohol vodka which is almost pure alcohol actually froze and if you know anything about chemistry and science and alcohol you know vodka never freezes the russians throw it in you know snow packs and things like that and it just chills it was so cold in certain parts of the midwest that it actually froze well like i said That's it was cold unheard of in my mind cold as a matter of fact it was so cold that um, there was a police department that put out a, an APB for Elsa. I believe it was Elsa, who was the name of the, um, the um, character in the movie Frozen. Yes. Yeah. So they, they put out an APB for her because they wanted to arrest her because of the polar vortex. That's how cold it was. Well, Elsa or Mr. Freeze, Jack Frost, whatever. I mean, it's just Mother Nature. They just need to end that. Yeah, well, I don't think they ever found Elsa. And the uh, polar vortex eventually left. And now we're going to see a swing in the temperatures. Because in some places, it's going to now get into the 60s where it was... Sub sub zero degree temperature, just a few days ago. Yep, it's some places it'll be like a hundred uh, degree Fahrenheit swing, which is nuts. It's gonna feel like a heat wave. I'm sure once it gets above forty, people will be out in t-shirts, flip flops. It's gonna happen. Well, not gonna be. And me. I think the groundhogs are wrong, so they shouldn't get used to it. We'll probably go back to winter again. At some point. Well, we'll see what happens. It's just February, so. Yep. We'll see what happens in a few months. And we'll see if spring really does come early. Yep. And, but, um, and speaking of February, all these February things, um, Black History Month. Now that oh, we're in yeah, February. That's right. Don't get me started on this because history is history. So why don't we talk about this all year long? Why does Black History Month have to be just one month of the year? And the shortest one at that. I mean, black folks contributed to the American history all throughout the year. Well, They didn't just do stuff in February. Well, the, the whole reason we have Black History Month is because of an a African-American named Carter Woodson. And Carter Whitson has a fascinating life history and all that that I'm not going to get into here. But he was appalled and disgusted by the fact that um, American history, black folks were pretty much non-existent in there. So he started um, what he called Negro History Week and to, to call attention to this fact that this is a huge part of American history 
that is just completely being ignored. And he chose the second week of February, uh, even though the joke about it being the shortest month is, is a good joke, the whole reason it's in February, the Black, um, the Negro History Week, was the second week of February, he sandwiched it in between the birthdays of Abraham Lincoln and um, Frederick Douglass, or the date that Frederick Douglass celebrated his birthday because he didn't really know when his birthday was, but he chose Valentine's Day. Uh, in 1976, for those of us who remember when there was no Black History Month, 1976, the government, U.S. government, formally recognized Negro History Week and expanded it to Black History Month, and that's why it's in February. Now, with all that said, it seems to be lost, <laughs> the fact, lost that the whole point was to draw attention to the fact that African Americans are not part of American history proper. And it's still that way. And it's kind of like, oh, well, you got Black History Month, so now we're all good and covered. It's no, we're not good and covered. No, it is very irritating that it's just limited to people talking about the contributions of African Americans during the month of February. Now, I have to give Tom Jorner um, props because yes. on his radio show that airs uh, Sunday, no, not Sundays, Monday through Saturday, um, they do a segment, of a Black History Moment, and they do this throughout the year. They don't wait until just February to do it. They do it January through December, excluding on Sundays when they do not broadcast. So, and, and, props to TJMS. And Saturday is really rewind right back after. But, but still, it's just, props to TJMS. Yes, props to TJMS and Tom Dorney. He does a lot of great stuff. And Tom, if you're listening, don't retire. Do yeah. the show sitting at the foot of your bed, in your PJs, or your shorts, whatever. We're not going to see you. Just keep this up. Yeah, please. Why? Why? Yeah, Tom Joyner says show going. he's going to retire at the end of 2019. No, Tom, don't. Change your mind. I don't want him to retire. Change your mind. So, I don't think anybody wants him to so retire. So please change your mind. And Sybil, do what you can to get him to change his mind. And that's a whole nother segment for, another, for a future podcast. Exactly. And hey, Tom, if you want to talk to us uh, and be a guest on our show, email us at... This and that at aboutgreatercincinnati.com. And we'd love to talk with you, especially if on your um, tour, if you happen to come to Cincinnati, um, because uh, we're in this area, and we'd love to have you um, as a guest on our podcast. But that's a whole nother story. Exactly. Um, so speaking of... Um, February. Well, yeah. what else? Well, there's this there's this game that's being played tomorrow, February third, and it features. I, I can care less about this game. Well, and, and it ain't because of the whole NFL blacklisting, Colin Kaepernick, what's, and what's the NFL. I was talking about the Puppy Bowl. Oh, good. Now the Puppy Bowl, we can talk about that. The Puppy Bowl, we got three three you know uh, canine athletes. From the Southwest Ohio area, they're usually yeah. one. This year, they got three. Yeah, and I have to say, there are two teams: Team Fluff and Team Rough. And I'm all for 
Team Fluff. And of course, I'm for Team Ruff. So, we'll see how this plays out. And Team Ruff let me down last year. Let the Fluffy Heads win. Yeah, but Team Ruff usually wins, so... It I don't was, think they're going to bounce back. It was sure. time for Team Fluff to, like, it, it spread their wings, so to speak, and show Team Ruff who's the boss. Now, those of you who haven't seen the Puppy Ball, the reason why it's done on Animal Planet is these are to, to bring awareness to pet adoption and everything else. That's the underlying reason. But it's, it is just entertaining. You got Meep the Bird that tweets. You have the cheerleaders... Uh, you got the hamsters. The hamsters. That um, manage the blimp. The blimp. Uh, you have the Kitty Halftime Show. Last year it was Kitty Gaga. I mean, it's just... It was, it was funny. It's a blast. It was funny. So I so, can't wait to see this year's halftime show. Yeah, so if you got What's time, um, please take a look at the um, Puppy Bowl. And, um, and if you are in... If you're looking for a pet, do consider pet adoption. Because... There are some great pets sitting in shelters that need a home. And then your place could be their forever, not forever, but forever home. Forever. Absolutely. Now, about so, this other game. No, I don't want to talk about that. But go well, ahead. Well, I, I'm not going to talk about the game proper. I, I just don't want to get into this whole game thing because... New Orleans was robbed. Everybody knows that. Yes. Full stop. Yes. L.A. shouldn't even be there. Yes. I'm, I'm happy for Andrew Whitworth, who, who was left tackle here, for folks who don't know, for the Bengals, and they, they let him go, and that was the beginning of the end of uh, the Marvin Lewis era, as far as I'm yeah, concerned. Yeah, well, we And he may not have had a hand in that, but... We don't want to go into um, that. I digress. But good luck, Andrew. Yes. So I'm happy for him in the game. He's a good guy. Yes. Uh, but I have a, a whole issue with how folks are just dogging out Gladys Knight over her decision to sing in the national anthem. Well, you know, anthem right I now. have no issues with her singing. Um, I think it's great that she's going to do it. And so. I think a lot of these folks, I, I think a lot of these folks don't understand all the things Gladys Knight did during the civil rights movement. Otherwise, they wouldn't be as disrespectful as they are. They're just a bunch of ignorant individuals, in my opinion, the way they're dogging Gladys Knight out. So I got to say something about that. Give Gladys Knight a break. Read your history. Number two, speaking of history, recent history, and I, this is the pet peeve I have. Everybody who's like, I'm with Colin Kaepernick, I'm boycotting the NFL, this and that, this and that. Colin Kaepernick, took a knee, not because he was pissed off at the NFL or his owners, owners or coaches or anything else. He took a knee to bring awareness to the Black Lives Matters movement. That is just completely lost by all you black folks out there, well, as it, far as I'm it's concerned. It's not just black folks. And some of these white folks, too, and these musicians. Yeah. It was about Black Lives Matter. Who gives a damn about the NFL, the NFL owners, the president's position, it's not about that. It was about bringing awareness to Black Lives Matters. All you folks not watching the NFL or musicians who decided not to do this and that with the Super Bowl, I'm happy for you. But how does that advance changing police policies that are not 
equitable with respect to black people. It doesn't do a damn thing. And you all have forgotten about that. It's kind of like with Carter Woodson and Negro History Week that became Black History Month. That was not the be-all, end-all of what he was trying to do. And this just irritates me to no end. Oh, it's completely uh, analogous to that. In my I opinion. can tell that you're irritated. So, so um, just let, think let me, about that. Let whether me get the blood pressure monitor. Folks can do whatever they want if you want to boycott the NFL, but don't forget what he was trying to do. The fact that he's being blackballed now by the NFL, notwithstanding, that's not the be-all, end-all of what he was trying to do. Kaepernick, trying to draw attention to Black Lives Matter. So I hope all you folks who are boycotting the NFL are also doing something affirmatively to advance what he was trying to draw attention to. Well, let me let just be uh, clear. I'm not boycotting the NFL. I just didn't watch the games because the Bengals went downhill. And you hate Tom and, Brady. And, right. <laughs> Let's be real about it. It's you not hate that Tom I hate. Brady. Hate yes. is a very strong word. I just don't like Tom Brady. You have a and strong dislike like for Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't like the Patriots. So there you have it. So anyway, I had to stop basically I mean, just, watching uh, the NFL this past season. Just because because are, I had no reason to watch it. I mean, just because Bill Belichick is a Sith Lord and there are a bunch of admitted cheaters. And yes, for you Patriots fans out there, they admitted they're cheaters. And please don't send when us they, hate mail. When they um, had Spygate. Don't Remember send Spygate? Hate mail. That was something they had. They were caught with. Don't Period. send us Full stop. hate mail, all of you New England supporters. And I'm tired. We are of seeing, entitled to our opinion. And I'm tired. And there's lots of circumstantial evidence. I'm tired of all these officials coming up to Tom Brady and the Belichick saying they got their back and everything else. What is that about? I don't see them saying the, using those type of words to any other coach or quarterback. Just well, saying. Like I said, I ain't. I'm Just not. Saying. Not ain't. I'm not watching the um the the football game. Um, if anything, I would be watching the um commercials, and um I hope that Budweiser does do a um commercial with their cute little puppy dog, and the um Budweiser Clydes Clydesdales. Well, they were MIA last year. Yeah, they were, and um I was very disappointed. But we'll see what happens this year. All I've heard this year about commercials are there are lots of commercials with women in empowerment roles as opposed to this century, you know, half-naked, go-daddy, and stuff like that. That's the only thing I've ever heard anyone talk about commercial-wise. Yeah, and... Which and tells me that no one's previewing commercials. There's, there may not be good commercials. Well, we'll see. And for those women empowerment good commercials... Good intentions notwithstanding. Props to you. Yes. Because there's a whole lot to be said for girl power. So, there you have it. Now, um, that takes us into um, the next hot topic. Or the first of what I will call our hot topics. Um, and, um, and the first one being the uh, presidential election and all of the, the upcoming presidential election. And all of the um, folks on the Democratic side that are now starting to throw their names in the ring for um, the nomination. The most recent being well, Kamala Harris. 
Did I get a name right? No. Oh. You were closer. Kamala. Sorry. Her mother's name is Shamala. Just take out the SH and say Kamala. All right. Kamala. way to say it. Harris. Kamala Harris. For all you people who want to know, that is her name. Kamala. Not Kamala. Not Kamala. Not Camilla. I've heard her name butchered so many different ways. I, I hope people know who to vote for if they want to support her. Yeah, well, she got a, a different Kamala Harris. And I will get it right eventually. You were closer that time. Kamala Harris. I'll give you that. But anyway. But actually, um, she's not the latest. Cory Booker's the latest. Yeah, Cory Booker is the latest. And so now I think on the Democratic side, there might be um, eight people that have thrown their hat in the ring for um, the nomination. I think, well, there are eight and, people who and have think actually. it's going to get up to um, somewhere in the 20s. Well, yeah, it depends how you count. There are eight people who have said outright they're running. And then you have people like Elizabeth Warren and um, um, Sherrod Brown in Ohio, here in Ohio and elsewhere that have just kind of say, oh, we got exploratory committees and listening things. And, and you know they're running. But they haven't declared, which is a whole process with the FEC Federal Election Commission or certain things that happen with that. So they haven't declared yet, per se. And, and they may not. They may decide not to get into it. And, of course, the... Um, Bernie and uh, Biden haven't gotten in either. I'm not sure. So it's, Joe it's going to be in. a long list. It's my opinion on that. So the race will get be over two dozen. It will. It will get interesting. Dozen. But I have to say about Kamala Harris. So far, on the since we're, it's Democrats against Trump, so you wouldn't expect a Republican to jump in yet. If anybody's going to to challenge um, Trump anyway. But uh, so far, out of all the different rollouts, I have to say Kamala Harris' presidential campaign rolling announcement was the best planned, thought out, executed that I've seen this election cycle and in other election cycles as well. And she probably was like, hey, I'm black female. I gotta go like above and beyond what all these other people are just kind of, you know, shuffle out here and say they're running for president. So I was impressed with that. Well, let's play a little bit from um, her um, announcement, I think, when she was in California. Oakland, back home at Oakland. Yeah. She's from Oakland. Because she is a U.S. senator in California. So let's play a little bit from her announcement.
All right, and that gives you the gist of where she's going with her campaign, which her slogan is Kamala Harris for the people, which um, early on in that speech, she says when she was a prosecutor, those are the, you know, the first five words. If you're a prosecutor, if you watch any law and order, you know, it's always the people versus whatever, the people versus this. And she explained intellectually why that is, because she used to explain that to the victims. It's not you against these folks, it's the people. You've got the justice, you know, the district attorneys, the justice system, writ locally, state when she ran that as attorney general, backing you full force. And that's kind of the way she views her role in helping the country and moving things forward. So her slogan is Kamala Harris for the people. So given that, um, and we all know that you're either going to be for a person or against a person. And it's too early in the process, I think, for you to say whether you're for this person or against that person. And maybe you are straight down party lines and you're going to vote Democrat versus vote Republican. Or maybe you're independent and you're waiting to hear the Democrats and the Republicans and then you're going to make your decision. But again, given all that, why are there so many people who are already saying they're not going to vote for her just because she's married to a Caucasian or a white guy. So her husband's white. It's 2019. What's the big deal? Well, there are, I mean, um, bigotry and racism, in my opinion, are colorblind. And they, they know no... They know no racial, ethnic boundaries, age groups, whatever, despite what commentators and other people want to believe. So yes, there are a lot of black folks, black females especially, who are out there saying already, much to my surprise, that I didn't even know her husband was white. <laughs> oh, I did not. I know they did some oppo research or something, I don't know. And it's like, oh, we're not going to support her because she's got a... A, a, a white uh, white husband, she should be supporting a black man, blah, 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 blah. I, I can't explain it. Um, I think it's just ignorant. Yeah, It's no. just the same kind of thing where white folks were like they weren't going to vote for a black president, but they were too scared to say it. So they came up with all sorts of different crazy reasons. Or you have a lot of people when you have southern candidates, whether it was, you know, um, um, Clinton or Bush 45 from Texas. There are a lot of, I've worked all over the world, and I can tell you that especially in the Northeast and Europeans, if you have a Southern accent, a thick Southern accent, or a Texas accent, they think that you are ignorant as I don't know what. Um, don't do anything but go to church and take your AR-15 down to the gun range. So they're, they're ignorant people all over the place, and it works it, it's, that's that's all I can say. These well, folks are what my I don't, opinion, ignorant I, about I this. could see you're saying I'm not going to vote for her because I don't like her political views around universal health care or whatever her political views may. Or you don't think, be. or you don't think that she uh, helped out black folks enough when she was a prosecutor, or you're mad because you lost your house to um, our current Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin when he ran One West one of his companies, and they apparently had a whole bunch of fraudulent foreclosures out in California, and she was state attorney general. Doing a whole lot. There's a whole lot of things to be upset with her but about. But to be upset, to challenge her on. I to agree. be upset with her because so she's married to a white guy. Yeah, that's like weak. Like I said, it's 2019. Move on. It's weak. And um, 
and and I'm glad that she has thrown her hat in the ring and she joins the um, ranks of other African American females that have um, thrown their hat in the ring, like Shirley Chisholm, who um, or con was she a congresswoman or a senator? Uh, congressperson. Okay, congresswoman uh, Shirley Shirley Chisholm that ran, I think, in seventy two. Uh, sounds right. For the nomination. And then you had... Um, well, she was nominated. I don't okay. think she ran for it, as I recall. But it was a long time ago. Yeah, that was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. But I know she's among the folks. Um, African-American folks. Or I may be flipping her with the next person you're and, probably going to um, name. And governor, um, former governor, Barbara Jordan. No, she was never governor. Of Texas? No. She was, she was a representative in Texas. She was Barbara never governor. Barbara Jordan? She wasn't governor. Ann Richards was Governor of Texas. No, I but know. before that, um, Texas elect the African American to governor. All right, we're gonna. Look, I don't even think that happened during Reconstruction. Up. And um, check us out on our um, podcast. Page yeah, we'll, we'll update because this we'll, one we'll next. update the comments. I'm pretty sure Barbara Jordan there. was not but governor. She was. She was um, uh, a former person that ran um, for the nomination. Um, and then there was. Um, uh, Congresswoman. Nope, Senator. I thought um, Carol Mosley Braun. She's a senator. Okay, Senator Karen Carol Mosley Braun. Um, she also threw her name in the 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 hat for the nomination. Um, and um, and now we have Kamala. Right, you got it. So, yeah, Carol Mosley Braun was a senator, and then um, she was appointed to ambassador of New Zealand, I believe it's New Zealand, when she lost her seat. All right. And, um, okay, I know I shouldn't do this, but I'm going to. You got three versus one, and I'm playing the sorority card. Yes, I'm a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Yes, I had to go there. <laughs> are, and those first three names I mentioned, Miss Chisholm, Miss um, Jordan, and Miss Braun, they're all Deltas. Yay! And Kamala, God bless her, is an AKA Alpha Kappa Alpha, and God bless her as well, and good luck to her and all those who are running um, to um, move our nation forward. Um, because you gotta have some chutzpah if you're going to run for the presidency. Am I correct? Among other things, yeah. yeah there you go. So. I can't believe you brought this up. Yeah, I had you're to. You're just sad. Yeah, I know. You were sad. But I had to. You were sad. I had to. But anyway. That takes us to the next hot topic, which is there have been a lot of talk about B. Smith and the fact uh. that she is dealing with Alzheimer's and her husband. They are still married. They are still living in the same home. Um, is taking very good care of her from all reports, but... He has a um a girlfriend who happens to be living in the home with them or as or so it is reported and she happens to be white and uh, B Smith 
for those who may happen to know her, is an African-American um, expert when it comes to um, managing her restaurants, which I think she had four. Uh, she was a model. Three or four. She was a black Martha Stewart. Let's just shorthand yeah. this. She and was a she, black Martha she Stewart, is, she plus is. she was a model. She, she is not the She season. is, that's true. So she, she is, is the black Martha Stewart. They sold all the restaurants, though. Yeah, so all the restaurants are now closed. And, um, and she wrote several cookbooks. And she had, she uh, had a, a show. She had a show. She had a weekly show. And, um, and like David said, she was a model. And her husband, like I, I mentioned earlier, um, is taking good care of her. During this Alzheimer's episode, but he is also dating some other female well, who he, happens to be Caucasian. Well, the the caretaker, he's dating the caretaker, or well, or his I'm side not, piece I'm not is sure. now taking care of That's, I am not sure well, we only know she what's was been... the caretaker at first. The, I don't think she was. The way I understand it, she was somebody that he was seeing, and now... He's dating her, and now she is the caretaker for B. Allegedly, that's allegedly. Know, my opinion. Allegedly, that's that's you know the cover for her being a house. Although everybody knows she's a side piece, and they don't hide it. Now, I think this is wrong. It is wrong. I mean, I think it's completely wrong. I mean, I can understand him, um, depending on how far along she is into B is into um, Alzheimer's. I can understand. His needing an outlet, somebody to talk to, et cetera, et cetera. I get that. But to have this person living in the same home with them that he is dating, sleeping with, um, that's just wrong. Right. It's wrong. It's rude. It's just, uh, I'm sorry. It's, it's not, that's the most, most polite things I could say about it. And everybody who's okay with it, Ask yourself this. If the shoe was on the other foot and you were the person in Alzheimer's, um, would you be okay with your significant other essentially doing this in front of you under your nose? And if you answer no, you be a hypocrite. Just think about it. Yeah, well, like I said, I am I not one that believes in what he is doing. I think it's wrong. And... Um, there are reports that the their daughter is okay with this. And then I asked the question, is it really their daughter or is that B's stepchild? And it turns out it's B's stepchild. And of course, she's going to be okay with what her dad is doing. Why would she be? Well, she might be, she might not be. I, I could care less what she thinks about it. I mean, there's right and there's wrong, and what he's doing is wrong. I mean, that's it's just that simple. Um, and that's, that's about all I can say about it without getting um, uh, very profane about it, because I, yeah. just, thought, I well, just think what he's doing is completely wrong. We don't wrong. want you to get profane about it. I just it. think what he's doing is completely I, wrong. I, I and, understand. And he knows it's wrong, and if she were on the other foot, and it was him having Alzheimer's, and B. Smith was... All up in his face, and he had no clue what was going on. I don't think he would approve. I don't I'd think be, he would either. And I don't think the daughter would approve. Yeah, but I think there's um, there's some money up mixed up in this. I don't know and if there is or isn't. With they B. Smith be, having know, all these restaurants and having her books and co-hosting a show and that kind of stuff, 
she's worth a few dollars. So I think there is um, there's some money, some greed or whatever mixed up in this whole thing. But that's just me. What do I know? I have no idea. All I can say is I hope uh, whenever B. Smith passes away and they are going through the will that she's cut him out of the will. That would be, um, I would think, poetic justice. Yeah, it would be very poetic. And um, and speaking of poetic, um, that's going to take us to the um, the co- close of this podcast. And one of the things that we wanted to do um, in this podcast and, and future is close with what I call a wow moment or words of wisdom. So I'm going to leave that up to um, to David to share with us what the words of wisdom are today. Well, keep it very simple. Words of wisdom are essentially be you. Just be yourself with whatever you do. Don't do things because you think that's what other people want you to be, look like, act, etc. Because number one... You're not going to be happy, and that's just going to kill you over time, psychologically, spiritually, and so on. And number two, there will always be haters. So while you're trying to please person A, person B will not be pleased, and then you're going to try and ping-pong back and forth and please everybody except yourself. And also, if you're not yourself, then you are essentially lying to yourself and also not letting your own internal spirituality manifests itself, which ultimately is going to catch up to you at your end of days. And that is our words of wisdom for today. And that brings episode two of This and That to a close. So yay, we've done episode two. Awesome. Yep, two down. Many more to go. So how do people get in touch with us if they have any um, words of, or comments or interest or anything like that? They can email us at thisandthat at aboutgreatercincinnati.com. That's this, the letter N, that, at aboutgreatercincinnati.com. So until the next time, all the best. Bye, folks. You have been listening to This and That, a podcast collaboration about some of everything about anything. This has been hosted by David and Brenda and is presented by AboutGreaterCincinnati.com. Music by Poddington Bear. Please subscribe to our podcast so that you can stay up to date about future episodes if you have any comments or suggestions about this episode future episodes interested in sponsorship and or advertising please email us at 
this and that at aboutgreatercincinnati.com. All rights reserved. Thank you and all the best.